Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get uh, to them, we've got to tell you about our good sponsors today, our good friends over at TechWeld. Look, when you're thinking about promotional items and stellar customer service made in the USA products and business solutions, you got to think TechWeld. They're the award-winning promotional product supplier, having received the Distributor Choice Award in the Sunglass category and the Sagney Supplier of the Year Award. You got to go check them out, techweld.com, and find the customer service you deserve and the products that you need. Think TechWeld. And uh, since I mentioned those sunglasses, again, they were the winner of the Distributor Choice Award for sunglasses. Uh, they won 2021 Distributor Choice Award in the sunglass category. They've got many SKUs that are FDA compliant and offer UVA and UVB protection. Look, we're in the middle of summer, so why not talk about sunglasses right now? You got to go get them over at TechWeld. Uh, and just remember, think TechWeld for those promotional product needs. TechWeld is the leading supplier of promotional products with a huge inventory of made in the USA items available to help distributors grow their bottom line today. Visit TechWeld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D. And check them out. Check out their drinkware sanitizer kit options and much much more and tell them the industry insider sent you why don't we say hi to Stephen mcfadden since we know meg got a nice long story to tell us i i almost don't want to talk too much i want to leave as much time as i can for Meg. all right meg Urban, uh, how are no, you doing uh, but 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 i was going to defer some of my time to see how you're doing jeff oh thanks Stephen. it's so, always know. so nice of you see that's why i go to you first you know yeah, just to make right. sure that i get my you know i get asked how i'm doing meg how are you how, how are things so you're, you're alive. So that's I am good. alive. And as we all know, as our listeners know, it does, a summer vacation does not go by where I do not have a near death experience, I guess. So as you guys all know, I've been house hunting in Maine. Obviously, I was just there this weekend. And um, I had looked at a house virtually. And I really wanted to love this house. And you know how I am with like signs and stuff. And I was like ignoring all of the signs that were like, no, don't go. <laughs> so long, very long, very long, long story short, um, I decided to can't go camping because I really wanted to get a feel of this area, right? Right on a lake and mountains. I wanted to get a feel of the locals. By the way, the city, everybody could not have been nicer. I think the crime in this place is literally zero, zero for zero. Actually, not anymore. But <laughs> so I took that as a sign, you know, Hold me being thought. there. <laughs> and then this happening was definitely a sign, not to mention some weird serial killer kid that lived there. Anyway, long story short, I was in a meeting at 411. I decided to leave. I wasn't driving. I had my phone, my Zoom in, my earbuds in. And while we were leaving this place, the camping area, um, some man was corralling children and, and basically hurtling them into an office with guns and there was some crazy stuff going down. Um, the police showed up as we were, as we were like going to look at this house and even realize that we couldn't even get back in. It was on lockdown to like 10 or 11. I sweet talked the sheriff into letting us in. I'm like, listen, I have been driving since 5 a.m. Like I just, all my stuff's in here. I can't even go somewhere else. Like everything's in there. So very long story short, um, he, um, the man did end up passing away. Um, he was, 
killed by a police officer, but um, it was because he came out still holding the gun, counting down. So um, I'm always talking about those signs, but literally the campground that we were going to choose would have been right there. And if I could see the playground, I would have allowed Adeline to walk, walk there. It was feet away. So all these children that were on the playground at that time witnessed all this. They were pushed into the office. They were snuck out a back window. Um, extremely terrifying. So yeah, that almost happened to us. And so anyway, we left at 4.11. It had happened with between 4.11 and 4.15. Like I'm shaking just thinking about it. So um, we didn't really know all the details until later on that evening. A, a creepy kid had walked up to our campsite in the middle of the night and was telling us about all this stuff. And um, then the little girls we met the next day who were in that office. So yeah, not a really funny topic, but definitely very terrifying being that close to it. And the news has not really reported what happened. I mean, I sent that article over, so I don't know. But it seems like I was so, not so to buy you're that not moving. So I'm not that moving to that Probably not, okay. Hard no. <laughs> but we did go to Acadia. It was really beautiful there. I love it. I love Maine. So you'll you'll jump out of an airplane and jump off of a skyscraper, but it's camping that nearly does you in. I know. That's, that's good to know. Yeah, it's been a couple of fun weeks that you guys have missed. You know, I did do that with uh, Rachel Levin, and we went up to the wedding and did a bunch of stuff. But yeah, almost died. Yeah. So. Oh, anyway, don't don't feel too bad. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad yeah, you didn't, too. and I'm glad you're yeah. here. Yeah. And I had my own fun over the last week, Meg. I was on vacation. So, yeah, I you know, saw. Very jealous. Life is good. Well, look, we are joined by a very special guest. We're getting uh, getting late into the into the conversation uh, at this point, but wanted to let Meg elaborate on that story. thought it was pretty entertaining. But joined by a special guest, Lance Steyer with NC Customs, to talk about mergers and acquisitions and uh, sort of his take on things. But, Lance, it is customary for us to give our, our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, tell us maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry, um, and what you've been up to since. So take it away, sir. How are you? Sure. Well, Jeff, Meg, and Steve, thanks for having me. And Meg, that was a father of three children. That was a pretty impactful story. And um, it's, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, so it's a little about me. So uh, Nassau Candy as a family business. Um, I am CEO of our subsidiary, uh, NC Custom. So NC Custom was is a business that we started um, 11 or 12 years ago. Um, initially, it was founded as a business that um, we acquired the first business, Chocolate Inn, in 2010. Um, the reason we got involved, actually, in the business was, um, as I mentioned to Meg uh, earlier this week, um, you know, my background was in investment banking and private equity business. And so I was attracted to this category uh, for a variety of reasons. I thought it was a an interesting business. I thought you know the long-term growth of the business was, was an interesting one. Um, there were certain dynamics in the industry around consolidation and um, other things um, around technology and, and other sort of touch points that made the industry an attractive place to invest capital where you can create differentiated businesses. So we thought it was a really interesting one. Um, the other thing that we thought was super interesting was in 2009 or so, the last recession, um, you know, our NASA candy business uh, principally has a food business and a uh, promotional products, uh, I'm sorry, food business and confectionery business. In the food and confectionery business, um, those businesses are, are recession resistant. People in the confectionery business will eat candy in soft economic times as well as in, in better economic times. And you'll see that over the long haul. And the gourmet foods business, um, 
folks rather than dining away from home were dining at home. So for example, um, you know, rather than you know going out to a casual dining restaurant and, and sort of feeding your family you know, for a hundred bucks, you were going at home and you're buying a good quality pasta with a good quality pasta sauce. And that made um, you know dinner for your family maybe $25. And, and we happen to be very strong in the gourmet foods business. So we had this great business in the Canyon food business. And then we had this other, you know, my investment back when we saw this opportunity to invest in a category that um, we thought had really good underpinnings, but at that time was actually softer than our other parts of our business. So it's so an interesting time to invest. Um, but the, the dynamics were there, were good. And then the other part that was, um, was was super, super interesting and super important to us um, is we're all about partnerships. So Nassau Candy has built up a series of partnerships. Um, in each one of our businesses, we have um, divisional presidents who work with us, who are really our business partners. And so NC Custom um, started out as a partnership with David Miller, uh, with whom you know we have a, now a 12-year relationship. And we bought the initial business, Chocolate In, in partnership with David, which is David's family business. And then subsequent to that, we've done a number of acquisitions, um, 10 total, um, in the promotional products market, as well as other markets where um, short run or custom printed products exist. So the way um, we think is we think in, in collections. So the acquisitions we've done, we've done six acquisitions in the food space, and then we've also done um, three acquisitions um, in the apparel space, and then one in, in the hard goods and, and health and beauty space. And so we built this platform um, across promotional products, resort, and specialty retail, where we take in, let's say, given artwork like you know, Meg's wearing that Acadia hoodie. Um, and we, in our, our, our resort business, the way we go to market is we take in you know, a piece of artwork and we'll lay that up across a hoodie, a water bottle, a confection random, et cetera, all with the Acadia branding. And, and that's kind of how our minds work. We, we think in collection. And that's how our promotional product is built, how our resort business is built, and our special retail business is built. Yeah, and we wanted to bring you on because you guys just recently acquired uh, Fresh Beginnings. Uh, but before we get into that, I did want to bring up one comment here real quick and, and really commend Brandon on his sweet recall of Stephen's uh, college education. Uh, you know, getting Stephen's uh, crime background going again. Stephen, you, uh, you you went to school for like criminal justice or something, right? Yeah, I did criminology for uh, three semesters because I was on my path to become James Bond. Uh, there you go. So, so sweet, sweet recall, Brandon. Yeah. Sweet recall. From being outside of the promotional product industry, what is so appealing about our industry that makes everyone want to acquire, like, you know, pull this together and kind of have different hands and different aspects, hard goods, food, soft goods, all of it. Like what makes our industry so appealing? Is it people? Cause I get that. Yeah, um, it's definitely the people on this phone call. That's that's the that is the reason. Um, you know, everyone wants to work with you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'll tell you the um, you know, classic. You know, private equity training um, is you look for fragmented markets, which is what promotional product historically was, um, on both the supplier side and the distributor side. You look for places that you can invest capital, money, and be able to make businesses more efficient. Um, i.e. technology, uh, systems, and then also you look at businesses where if you invest capital, maybe in quality and other areas, personnel, you can then create businesses that can be scaled, um, you know, 
into large, larger platforms. That's kind of the guts of the whole thing. And then the other thing that's interesting about this industry is the, the core reason promotional products exist is when you look at, you know, a cost per impression of a promo product versus other things, and it's an advertising medium, the, the numbers hold up. So the economics makes sense, the sort of the, 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 frag, the fragmented nature of the industry and the ability to consolidate platforms makes sense. And then the fact that relationships can be sticky, because to your guys' point, this is a people business. Once you build those relationships, those businesses become sticky, then this sort of thing rinses and repeats itself. So that's that's kind of why, as I said to you guys, when I work with David, the, the economics made sense, but so much to us about m and people, because um, people make businesses, businesses just don't exist by themselves. And so um, that that's a really, really, really important thing. Awesome. Got that, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, following up from that, I was just going to say, because you had mentioned, you know, one of the uh, attractive a aspects of acquiring a company is being able to acquire them and then scale them or grow them. What do you think it is that that um, makes those companies not able to do that without being acquired? Is it is it leadership? Is it, you know, what what are, what are some of the things that those companies are struggling with that they that you that they need to be acquired in order to be able to scale or grow? Great, great question, Jeff. I think it really depends upon the size of the business, and, and we've bought businesses across different sizes. Um, but you know, if you look at like a <clears throat> a smaller, medium-sized company, like you know, Fresh Beginnings is, which is what you referred to earlier, the acquisition we just were super excited to announce this week. Um, a, a business that's a smaller, mid-sized business, the entrepreneur or the general manager who runs that business is wearing so many hats, right? So he or she is responsible for manufacturing, sales, product development, payroll, AP, AR, you know, all of those things, right? The One of the keys to M&A, merged acquisition, particularly in, in small size businesses like this, is freeing up that entrepreneur to focus on his or her passion. So if that person's passion is sales, we now can provide the other tools, the other resources that will let them go out and pursue that passion. Maybe that entrepreneur's research passion is product development. They all they want to do is create, you know, amazing products all day long. Well, by working with a company like ours, we have the resources that we can say, you know what, don't worry about you know, worrying about whether you know collections or AP or the other stuff. So, so I think one of the keys here is freeing up that entrepreneur to focus on on his or her passion. And I think the other thing is a lot of times um, entrepreneurs um, have to make a decision, especially if you're running a business, let's say that's on $10 million and under or something like that. They'll have to make a decision of, do I invest in the next piece of equipment or do I take this money out to feed my lifestyle? And there's always that, that pull. And so I think one of the other keys here is you free up entrepreneurs to think about capital in a different way, rather than deciding, am I gonna do something personally versus the business? We sort of take that off the table and we say, guys, let's, or, you know, Gals, let's focus on running this business. Let's focus on what's best for this business. And I think that's that's those are sort of the keys that, that we've seen, and, and that really holds true for businesses of you know many sizes, but particularly um, a lot of the businesses, the promotional products business, that's been true. You know, like I think it's a really wonderful perspective just because most of the time I think mergers and acquisitions are kind of looked at negatively. So I think hearing it from your perspective and, and hearing that answer really kind of sheds a different light on it. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I, I was going to uh, <clears throat> echo that. I, I've been blessed to be around a, some pretty successful entrepreneurs, and several of them have been 
acquired with VC or some sort of investment groups or, or some sort of acquisition. And they said their biggest takeaway was direction. And like, they've got all these ideas and they've got whiteboards and stuff. And they had someone be able to come in and circle one and say, okay, this is the path. Like, you know, you've got all these great ideas, but let me help guide you to, to, to get the strongest, most growth and most successful direction in the company. So but that was an, a unique perspective. Um, Stephen, one, one yeah. thing you found on what you just shared, um, yeah, there's a difference between joining a strategic like us and joining a private equity or venture capital firm. The private equity or venture capital firm, they're kind of on a time Yeah. And so what happens is, you know, and I was team, so you invest your capital day one, whatever that day one is, and then you're basically measured by how quickly you can return that capital to your investors and realize the return on that capital. Sure. So you're, you're on the timeline. What that, that'll do good things and bad things. The good thing about that is you'll be hyper-focused and you'll probably turbocharge, turbocharge growth. The downside is you may sacrifice short-term things in for, in the expense of trying to get a return, you know, on investment. On we think a little bit differently. We're more taking a long-term approach. And so, so we're sitting down with that entrepreneur or those people, and, and we're sort of helping them do the, all those filtering things, like you said. But we're also saying, hey, guys, if this takes you know X amount of time to build this, you know, what would that do? You ask the entrepreneur, what would your dream catalog look like? If you could have any catalog, what would be in that catalog? And we're literally going to this next right now with fresh beginnings. And we, we take a much longer term approach. I think it's, it's just an important distinction. Hey, I did want to ask, you know, you mentioned that you had uh, to date, we said 10 total acquisitions. In the promo space. What what delineates integrating a company versus adding them as their own brand? Because, you know, I see a lot of acquisitions in our space and they just become you know, kind of conglomerate companies where they still have all these standalone brands. Um, and then I've seen some acquisitions where it's, they acquire, but they stay the same company, uh, but they just have other resources underneath them, right? Whether it be their, their processes or their factories or their manufacturing space. So I noticed you guys have a few that you feature as brands and some that are probably behind the scenes. So how do you delineate those? No, it's, it's a really, really, really great question. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to brand equity, um, but I don't think there's a one size fits all model. So, for example, um, you know, Tailoring Brand is a smaller company, but we kept that brand going in Canada because Tailoring Brand was really well identified in the Canadian market as a strong can, uh, Canadian brand. And, you know, the Canadian market is super loyal to a Canadian you know, based company. So, and, and frankly, we have a team up there and all that good stuff. So, that in that case. In other cases, there are other brands that we've been able to sort of fold in to the platform, potentially where we thought that our brand may have been stronger in certain cases than others or, or more recognizable. Because ultimately, distributors are not going to remember, you know, 50 names. You've got to like at a certain point. And so, you know, we, we've tried to we try to make it as simple as we can, but still keep sort of the, the hallmark or sort of the different verticals. So the, the, way, the way we've kind of set it up is, is our food and confectionery business is, is, is chocolate in, um, our hard goods, um, health and beauty business um, is Lanco, and our apparel and you know collections business is Ace. And those are kind of the pillars that we're building around. Um, 
but um, yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing. And then, and then we will integrate certain brands um, as partner brands. So for example, Fresh Beginnings is going to live under the Chocolate Inn brand, is be part of Chocolate Inn, but Fresh Beginnings is going to be a, a, a product line within Chocolate Inn. So what's next, Lance? What's on the, what's on the horizon? I feel like you got, uh, you're really putting together this amazing well-oiled machine. Kidding has been so big since right before COVID. You guys are excelling at that. What's next for NC Customs, oh, if you can say? And if you can't, we got you. We won't tell you. <laughs> um, what's next? Um, right next is, is successfully integrating uh, Fresh Beginnings. Um, we're early days. Uh, in the acquisition, we're super duper excited about this. Um, I, you know, when I when I think about the the fresh beginnings business, what attracts me to this business is I think the cookie business, specifically the fresh made cookie business, is a special business, and the you know fresh made baked business is a special business. Um, there are a <laughs> lot of things you can do with this business, and both tins, assortments, sink serve. I mean, who doesn't love an amazing cookie tin that just smells unbelievable? I mean, it's the, it's the most amazing thing. So I think there's a lot a lot to go here with Fresh Beginnings. I'm super pumped about it. Um, so I, I would say my immediate focus right now is in we're currently training in how to uh, produce the, the cookie product and the brownies products. And then ultimately, um, you're going to see us taking that really great product once we've nailed it and then developing other variations. So, for example, Fresh Beginnings is very well known for having you know, what I would call classic cookies, uh, chocolate chip cookie, you know, oatmeal raisin cookie, sugar cookie. There are some flavor updates that we might want to do. So we're playing around with, you know, new trending flavors we've seen other parts of the business like birthday cake or s'mores or other fun, interesting flavors. Um, I, I think that's that's probably the, the nearest term thing is nailing this fresh beginnings um, setup because this is such an important brand and such a special brand. But I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because we're very much in the middle of, of, of landing this thing. Um, it's also putting our you know our proverbial arms around the people and around the company, getting to know the customers, getting to know the team. We, we've kept on you know a number of the key people. Then the organization—that's that's what we're focused on. You know, we you know, when, when, when we buy a business, um, we kind of are all in. So we don't when we look at an integration, we get to know the people, we get to know the team. We have a full team right now down in Valdosta, Georgia. You know, working hand in hand with the Fresh Beginnings team, I and mean, we we kind of are are, are all on because it, it's our goal to basically learn as much as we can about that business in, in a short period of time, and then digest as much as we can, but also build that one-on-one -on -one relationship because you will always have a situation in any deal where no matter how well you diligence it, things will go well, things go less well, you'll have questions. So you got to spend a lot of time, you know, building those really important relationships. And fortunately, the Fresh Beginnings team is a really special one and um, the relationships we're building are good ones. So in my mind right now, I'm super focused on on, on that. And then the next thing that I'm, I'm going to be focused on and we're focused on is obviously releasing our holiday line, which is going to be a big deal uh, for 2022. So uh, this year, um, you'll see both the Fresh Beginnings line. You'll see some new introductions from our partner brands, Godiva and M&Ms, which are two of our major partner brands, and then in Mrs. Fields. And you'll also see um, some new introductions from our, you know, our, our historical Chocolate In line, our Lanco line. Um, really, really great stuff, um, which will incorporate 
both things on the baked goods side as well as you know the chocolate side and some other things. Um, but no, that, that's where my mind is at right now. Um, and once you know, usually it's, it's three to six months to kind of get everything integrated, get it sort of you know where, where we'd like it to be. Um, I think looking at 2023, um, I think uh, we've spent a lot of time putting together the pieces across you know the the manufacturing capabilities on the food side, on the hard goods side, and the soft goods side. I think. What you'll see us doing is just getting deeper into our product categories um, and also continuing to um, to innovate within those product categories. And then I think the other the other really important thing that you mentioned earlier is the importance of, of kidding um, and, and collections that we've been been on. I think that'll be part of our, our brand evolution. So as we take this you know, fresh beginnings business to the next level, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw us taking you know, fresh beginnings cookies and then pairing them up with other interesting vehicles to, to create, you know, really amazing experiences, you know, brand experiences. So Lance, why, why food and edible promotions? Uh, like for somebody that's not selling, you know, food and snacks and, and that sort of category in our industry, why should somebody focus on that or, or think about that? Sure. Um, so on, on an everyday basis, um, you know, food products, um, what, what sells on every basis? On an everyday basis, food products are traditionally either trade show giveaways, you know, mint tins or wrapped candies that might be in your candy bowls or chocolate bars for, um, you know, golden ticket events or, or everyday giveaways are kind of some of the examples that, that immediately come to mind. In addition, um, you know, food is a great way um, to, you know, have a, a thank you program or, or a loyalty program where who doesn't want to receive a great box of, you know, either Godiva chocolates or custom branded chocolates that, that have have your brand on it. Um, during the summertime, you know, food is great in you know, coolers. So imagine what's more fun than receiving, you know, is it fun to receive a cooler bag empty or is it fun to receive a cooler bag with great snacks that in, you can enjoy in the beach? So the way, the way we think is, is we think in both items and then we think in collections. So if we take a a cooler bag, for example, having a great wine tumbler in it, but then pairing it with a margarita mix and other things like that create an amazing sort of experience. Um, and if we look at the fourth quarter, you know, food gifts are the biggest piece of obviously the promotional products business in the fourth quarter. From a spend perspective, number one is food gifts. Food gifts are um, some big percentage of fourth quarter sales. The reason that is so important is everybody loves to receive, you know, year end food gifts. So. Uh, you know, a great box of chocolate or, you know, a great cookie tin or a tower or items like that are, are just so memorable. And who doesn't love things that, you know, taste great? So I think that's that to me is, is the key in the food business. And I think the other big key in the food business is when you think about when you think about food items, I, I think it's important to think about how they incorporate into other top sellers. So we think about cooler bags plus your food items make a great experience or a barbecue set or a, um, you know, a, a mug with something, you know, like a hot chocolate or, or something like that. So I think we should think about food items as a standalone, but we also think about food items, integrating them into historical best-selling promotional products to give that little bit, little bit extra. Yeah, we've seen yeah. a lot of that as of late. And I think food in general just kind of provides where in, in this industry, we want things to stay on the desk, right? Or have a, a longer shelf life. But with food, food provides something different. It, it, it gives you that instant return on emotion, right? People are going to remember 
that that box of brownies or those Rice Krispie treats or those cookies that they open up for, you know, as a gift or as part of a kit. I think it's, it's a really good way to to leave um, a great memory with your customer. Um, one other thing I did want to talk about as we're running out of time is, you know, Fresh Beginnings had put out a note basically um, saying, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving the industry um, and then you guys came in very quickly. You know, usually mergers and acquisitions take a very, very long time. You guys did this in like a matter of just a few weeks. Um, from what I hear, this is all you're doing. Like you were, you know, the guy who made this happen. Can you give us just like a quick insight of, into any of that and let us know your thought process? Sure. Um, well, that's that's really kind, Meg. So the um, this is a business we had built a relationship with over a number of years. Um, we first got involved in the promo business. We'd reach out to you know all the businesses that are active in the food space, and Fresh Beginnings happened to be one of them. And I built a relationship with Debbie Tubbs, who's the general manager of that business. And um, you know, this is why you invest in relationships. So you know, we see this announcement, and um, immediately I called up Debbie and I said, Debbie, like, you know, what's the deal? And she said to me, you know business is doing well, you know, everything is good, but our parent company, because um, the company had been a subsidiary of a larger business, um, had decided to get out of the bakery business because their principal business was in, a techno in technology. And I said, Debbie, that's terrible, um, but I love your business. You know, you know, I love your business. So what can we do here? So we had that relationship with which led us quickly sort of put the wheels in motion. And um, yeah, and then and then to to, to your point, um, fortunately, you know, we've we've experienced in um, we've experienced in M and A, we're we're able to move quickly, and um, we we sort of have a, a playbook for how to look at businesses, evaluate them, you know, make quick decisions, and then um, unfortunately, uh, we have a really great team that um, it's not just me. It's, we have a great team that's been through this before, and so. Um, we kind of rallied the troops and, and we got together and we said, you know, this is what we want to do. And then we sort of immediately sprung into action. So there's, there's the, the M&A piece, right? You can buy anything. Like you could say, Hey, I want to spend money to buy something, but actually doing it the right way, learning the business, getting to know the people and sort of doing it, um, requires a really, really great team. And, and our team is a special one. Um, you know, we've been fortunate that this team has been together for, for a while. And we've navigated a number of acquisitions together. We've also navigated a number of other things in the business that have, you know, been challenges. We we had a, you know, a, the same team went through you know, six feet of salt water in our in our plant during Hurricane Sandy. Um, we went through, um, you know, COVID together as a team, sort of, you know, sprouting up a, a, a you know, business in the in the, in the sanitizer PPE business. We, we sort of been through a lot of stuff as a team. So this team is battle tested and the team is pretty tight. So fortunately on the M&A front, we've got some experience, but we also have a great team that kind of kind of knows what it's doing. And I think that's, that's the key to moving quickly. Very cool. Hey, Mark, guys. Sorry, there was a little bit of freezing there. <laughs> well, Lance, I don't, I don't have anything else, but Steven, do you look like you're about to ask him a question? No, I was just saying that's, that's all really good info. I, that's awesome. Yeah, from what I hear, Fresh Beginnings was like a very well-respected um, supplier partner in this industry. Um, people were, were definitely be missing that company if they were gone. So we're glad that you know you were able to keep them in the industry. Um, and I can't thank you enough. 
I know that um, NC Custom is in or exhibiting at ASI Chicago today, and I think um, Mr. Miller had suggested people come by and, and do some taste testing. So if you are at ASI Chicago, definitely stop by their booth. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. This is very interesting hearing your perspective, and it's always good for our industry because a lot of times people just hear that word, and it's an automatic dirty word. People have been, you know, I, I, we talked about, it's all about keeping that morale up, and it seems like you guys are doing a really good job going in there, learning the product, learning the processes, and building those relationships. Because at the end of the day, that all you have in this industry is, is your, your reputation and the relationships that you've built to continue your, your business. You're evolving, you're adapting, and you're moving forward. So thank you for all of that, for you know being a pioneer in this industry for that. Sure thing. No, th thanks, Megan. Yeah, I think um, you know, one of the, the things you mentioned is how much distributors love the Fresh Beginnings business. Um, it, it was amazing, um, sort of the receptivity that we we, we got to this um, transaction. But we love the product to begin with as well, um, and, and we they have an amazing chocolate chip cookie, you know, fresh baked and to your point, Meg, those will be on sample at uh, booth 905. So David has them, and he's very excited because I just got a text from him with a booth picture. So uh, we're excited people will sample them. Awesome. Very cool. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Lance. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, sort of giving us a little bit of education and a different perspective on mergers and acquisitions, uh, sort of uh, piggybacking on what Meg said. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely great to have you on. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors today as well, TechWeld. When you're thinking about uh, promotional items and stellar customer service made in the USA products and business solutions, you got to think TechWeld. They're an award-winning promotional product supplier, having received the Distributor Choice Award in the Sunglass category and the Sagney Supplier of the Year Award. Check them out at techweld.com and find the customer service you deserve and the products that you need. Um, and, you know, we had mentioned kitting and things like that as well. I mean, they, they've really uh, dived into kitting also. Uh, uh, they've got an initiative to push kits. They've got eight different stock packaging for their kits, EVA bag, a, T a PVC tent pouch, a PVC tube, an organza bag, a pillow pouch, a BTL 202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler and a retro lunchbox. Uh, not too many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, which really allows them to hone in on the market uh, for those products and expand upon their already vast kit line. So go check them out at techweld.com and check out their drinkware, sanitizer, kit options, and much, much more. And uh, tell them the industry insider sent you. Uh, Lance, thank you again. Really appreciate you uh, jumping on and uh, giving us that, uh, that great, the great topic for today. Yeah, thanks, guys. A real pleasure. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.